the ocean amoebas or did you want to get right into business uh, <laughs> uh don't remind me man now i'm scared i literally just got a feeling about my brain and those amoebas man like i can't deal with it no that's an inside joke with island he told me that uh if you jump in the ocean, then they're like these bacteria that will eat your brain. And I basically never haven't been near water since he said that. Yeah, let's just forget about that. We can get back on topic. Just that's, wanted to break the ice. Yeah, that's my worst nightmare, man. Anything like that. Or like you, you pee in the pool and then something like goes in your wiener. Oh, God. Don't go near water ever, man. Don't even take a shower. Fuck it. Can't risk it. Oh my god, I, I just had the biggest issue with my uh, mute button. I've been trying to click it for the past five seconds, and it wasn't on muting. Alright, we're back. How's it going, brother? Oh, it's good, man. Nice to be up here with the crew again. Too bad we're not uh, karaoke-ing right now, though. Right? Oh man, that was legendary. Yeah, that was a really good night, man. I haven't had a better experience than that um, so far. Like That was peak. Like That was crazy. Yeah, well, hopefully we do it again next year. Yes, it has to become tradition. Hell yeah, baby. Oh, man. So, how's it going? Uh, let's let's give you an intro to the people that don't know you, which I don't know how they... I don't know how that's even possible. But, um, yeah, let's give them a little intro. Um... Okay. Um, I am at UTXO. I'm a, I guess, developer slash uh, entrepreneur. I worked on BTC Pay Server. I built Nodeless, which is now an open source project. It is most certainly not dead. Okay, it's just evolved from a proof of concept to an open source project that anybody can run, ideally in countries not like Canada. Um. And I maintain a bunch of other open source, um, open source packages to do niche things like uh, load balancing lightning nodes, um, you know, wrapping around mempool APIs, just a bunch of like little things like that. Um, yeah, that's probably for for Bitcoin purposes. That's my intro. Awesome! It's great having you back, brother. Um, yeah, so. I wanted to, uh, well, did we, did we cover your, I think we did. We covered your Bitcoin story and your Nostra story last time, right? Um, probably. I actually don't remember. I think I had a few drinks that night. <laughs> yeah, we were all <laughs> drinking that night. Well, it hasn't changed. Nothing has changed. We're still drinking. So, I've only had one though, so I'm still pretty um, coherent, sadly. No. Sadly. Well, let's um let's give them your your Bitcoin and Nostra story, right? Like um, so everybody that doesn't know can get to know you a little better. Um, all right. Well, I've been in Bitcoin for a long a long time, but I wasn't like a Bitcoiner slash maxi. Like I, I started using Bitcoin to do online poker in the like 2012, 2013 era, but I thought Bitcoin was really stupid because it was like. It was so volatile that using it for poker, like I was like a semi-pro poker player. And, you know, you would 
grind out 20% ROI, withdraw it in Bitcoin. And then the next day, Bitcoin went down 30%. And it was like, there was no point of fucking grinding. Um, so that was like sort of the first touch point. And then 2017 rolls around, it's like bubbling. And I'm just feeling so stupid that I had so many Bitcoins in the early days, but I didn't hold any of them. And then, yeah, it's like 2017. It's almost like 20 grand. So I buy the top, get absolutely fucking wrecked. Uh, <laughs> go through the, like the block size wars and stuff like as a complete noob, like, and it's so funny because like today the fees are super high, but back then in 2017, they're even higher than this. Um, and there was like so much discussion about like forks and it was, it was actually crazy. It was way crazier than now. Like right now. Okay. We're like arguing about ordinals like should you do it like i fucking hate ordinals whatever and i do think they're an exploit like when we made segwit it wasn't to put fucking jpegs in there but that's another story um so yeah it was very contentious the fees were very high and we're just kind of like going through this whole notion again and just i don't know like back then we were and even now i i think there's like a deep question about like what what exactly are we building here with bitcoin because it like it actually at the end of the day it is a social consensus like the mechanics of how it works like that is one thing but if all of us don't believe that we should trade our labor for bitcoin then it actually does not have value so like what what are we doing here are we building a like immutable cloud storage network are we building the purest money ever like it's you know like that's what we're trying to figure out and right now is a lot less contentious than 2017 so i'm not like worried or anything but yeah so anyway tangent my bad um <laughs> bought in 2017 get wrecked um and then i kind of like i kind of got mad at bitcoin again because it made me believe it was like all these things and then it just crashed um, but then, you know, COVID hits and you see the clown world is in like full blown crazy mode. And then I really bought in at that point. And I'm like, you know, this is like, I'm going to make a career out of this. Like Bitcoin is real. It's going to be huge. Um, and that's when I just started working on like BTC pay server, working on lightning. Um, yeah. And that's just been going nonstop until now. Awesome. Let's fucking go. That 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 sounded lit. That was a lit ass um journey. Um, uh, it wasn't lit getting wrecked all those times though. No, not 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 that <laughs> not that part. Uh in terms of like, yeah, that part is not that lit. Not gonna lie. But, but you know, you have to get wrecked to actually become a Bitcoiner, you know? Yeah. Like if you just buy in at the beginning and you make a bunch of money and you sell or whatever, you don't actually learn anything about Bitcoin. Yeah. You have to be forged. That's that's facts. So I guess I guess it was a little journey overall because you, yeah. you you got there. A lot of people have not gotten there. Oh, they will this cycle. Watch, it's gonna be lit as the <laughs> as the young chaps say. Oh man, that's facts. Yes, it is. It's gonna be lit. Oh man. Okay, so do you want to intro um the convo in terms of like what we're going to be speaking about intra entrepreneurship um on, in the online space um yeah sure i mean i hope you can like bounce questions um cool. off me but basically yeah i see just a lot of people are um 
and I get this all the time, right? Because I'm really into cars, and sometimes I like to post pictures of my cars or whatever. And people, are, oh man, like why you have such an expensive car? You should be stacking, uh, like. <laughs> Um, but of course, like all of these things are, are relative and, you know, if I see that somebody is just like, they're trading all of their time, especially their prime years, you know, you're like 20 to 35, like these are the best years of your life. And they'll spend like 60, 70% of it, like working a job they hate for like, not that much money. Um, you know, like a lot of these people, they can leave those jobs and replace that income like actually very easily um but they're not doing it i think oh i'm not a developer i can't do it i have no skills but like i've seen so many examples of people like literally a kid puts a gopro on his head and he goes and he works a shift at mcdonald's and his youtube channel has like a million subscribers he's probably making like twenty five thousand dollars a month working at mcdonald's like anybody can do that you need zero skill to do that um so like i just like want people to like explore that and you know you can actually stack way more money if you can stack these passive income streams online by doing like very small things um there's so many people out there that they have this tiny little it's like a website with like a thousand users but that's good enough to make five thousand dollars a month you know and for a lot of people that's a full-time salary already um, and you can stack like five of these websites easily, you know, and, you know, print 30, 40, $50,000 a month. Um, so like, it would be awesome if Bitcoiners were more doing that and not like having that, like, oh, sell your chairs and buy a piece of shit car and have no fucking clothes. Like to me, that is absolutely ridiculous, man. Like you should start a business. You should stop trading your time for money and you could grow your stack like way bigger than you ever imagined. That's facts. How would you advise them in terms of um, creating their ideas for um, for these businesses? So I think the best thing that any noob can do, and I'll like take you through what I did, because at first, like I was a normie, you know, like I did online marketing, like Google ads and this kind of thing. Um, and I was looking for an investment, like usually I would buy like, so I'm old, right? This was before Bitcoin existed and I, anything, you know, I would look at dividend stocks and like regular stocks and try to figure out, okay, well, how much are they earning? How much is it worth or whatever? And to me, it seemed like too expensive relative to the cash flow that let's say like a Google gets or something like that. So I started looking at, at these uh, marketplaces like flippa.com or empireflippers.com which is a place where you can buy these mini websites. So there's every kind of business model is there, like drop shipping or a blog or YouTube channel, recipe site. Like there's just any kind of online business model, they're there. So you can either, like what I did was I just bought a really small website at the time. Um, and that kind of lit the fire for me. But you could also just go there and see like, oh, well, actually I could do, I could do, I could put a GoPro on my head or, you know, I can buy these cups from China and put them on Amazon, you know, like, so you can get ideas from there, not only to copy, but you can also buy them. And what's so good is like, if, if anyone's familiar with investing in the stock market, usually you're the way companies are valued is like relative to like the earnings that they get and how much money they have on their balance sheet. And 
you can roughly put in your mind that companies are worth about like 16 years to 24 years worth of their earnings, right? That's the PE ratio. Um, so what that means is like you would have to wait six, you put down $100 and then you wait 16 years to get your $100 back. And to me, that seemed really shitty. Um, so if you look at these websites, like oftentimes you can buy a website that let's say it makes $10,000 a year. Like you can buy that for 12,000 or 15,000, right? So you wait like a year and a half and you've recouped all of your money. And then every month going forward is just free cash flow. Like basically as, as, um, what's that Raul Paul guy said, it's basically risk-free. Um, so that's, that's what I started doing, man. And then like you buy these sites and like, there's a lot of ways to get traffic, but the most common one is they just, they rank on Google, right? So suppose you have a website and it makes a thousand dollars a month and it's average position on Google is like rank five. If you can just improve that from like rank five to rank three, you know, and it's not a lot of work to actually do that. Suddenly your income went from $1,000 a month to 5,000. Like it just goes insane. Um, so if you can just like catch one or two breaks on a website like that, you can completely replace your income. And that's basically what I did to, to leave my Normie job. Yeah, that's awesome. What's, um, like for somebody who has a normie job, because it is very comfortable and, you know, you get uh, comfortable with routine nine to five, right? So, I mean, what was it that helped you uh, break out of that prism, if you will, and, uh, you know, take that leap to, you know, be an entrepreneur? Yeah, so basically it's like i always sort of had it i don't know if everybody feels that way but like you know my job was okay it wasn't a bad job and it paid me pretty well but like i'm literally i'm commuting i don't like that i'm like in a cubicle i don't like that i'm in a useless meeting talking about boring shit with fucking retards like i just didn't like it and i i didn't think it was productive and i just thought i could do better um so i guess there was like an inherent discomfort i had i wasn't fully comfortable um but really it was like i didn't it wasn't like oh i'm just gonna quit and do this and like do this brave whatever you know i bought this tiny site it's making like 300 dollars a month oh i got it up to 900 oh i bought another site now it's like not making 2500 you know if i can just make like another 2500 i'm basically like after taxes basically i've already replaced my income so once I was making almost as much as I was making at the job. I didn't quite get there, but once it was like close enough that I'm like, you know, I can still pay rent. I can pay for my car, everything. Then I was like, you know, I'll just quit and do this full time. And what was crazy is that, you know, you can build this side income that rivals your salary. Um, or at least like I was able to do that. Um, just in like my side time buying like well-priced websites. But once you I put like eight hours, 10 hours a day into this. Like it, it grew a lot, man. And I didn't actually like have that many skills. I never ran websites like this before, but it's like not that hard to figure out when you have eight hours a day to dedicate to it instead of like making PowerPoints or whatever. 
proof of work prevails. Hell yeah, man. And you know, it, it like, it actually does compound just so much, man, especially like the way websites work and rank on Google. Like basically it's how many other websites are linking to your website. Like Google takes that as a signal that, you know, your website has some authority because all these other authoritative websites are recommending you through a link. So once those are established, it's incredibly, it's like a, it's an economic moat. You can think of it It's really hard for your competitors to like outlink you. And then once you're already ranking on top, then that attracts even more links. So it's like the rich get richer type of a thing. Um, so a lot of times what you can do is you literally, you just buy a website. It, it doesn't have to be anything that you really know about, but it just has these like middling rankings. And then you invest like one or $2,000 to get people to make new links. Your rankings go up just a, a couple of positions, you know, that rank five to rank four or whatever. And then you just turn around and sell the website like three months later for a 300% profit. Like that happens routinely if you can find um, a well-priced website. Um, so, and that's basically like how I was making my income. I bought so many weird websites, man. Like one, what I'm thinking of was like word bubbles answers. It was like a wordle competitor, but people wanted to cheat on it by having the answers. Um, so this website literally just put the answers up for you so you could cheat. Um, <laughs> and that was one of those stories, you know, there was like five websites like that and just moved it up the ranks, flipped it. I didn't know anything about this game. I had another one was like diseasepictures.com <laughs> where people like they had weird diseases. So they would Google it. And then this website would be like, Oh, is this your disease? Um, like, I don't like diseases. I don't know anything about them, but I just saw that, Hey, this website is cheap. If I could just increase the rankings a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, within like three or four months, you know, I'm flipping these for Hello? It looks like there was a glitch. Let's fix this. Hi. <laughs> Wait, PRB texting Sammy. Okay, that was not me this time. Rugged. <laughs> I can hear you. I can hear you. <laughs> Somebody give me modigun. Oh my god. Did everyone just all of a sudden go on stage? I have no idea. <laughs> yep. No, it's one of those glitches where like if a mod jumps in, it'll automatically like go with the last cache in the Hey, browser. this is how you know you're alive. Woo, live. <laughs> you're alive. You're alive. Lane's here with me. Live from Vancouver. It's Saturday night. <laughs> it's Saturday night, yeah? It is. <laughs> we may or Break may out not. the trombones. Yeah. Nikki Neighbor here, available for questions. Hi, UTXO. I was just explaining who you were to him and your troubles lately with the Canadian uh, situation. And we feel you. Maybe he can't talk either. 
no. Can anyone hear us? <laughs> I can hear you. Okay, there's Seth. You can yes, hear us, we can hear you. We can hear you. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. UTXO, I cannot. So you may need to refresh. No, Seth, I had to rejoin myself and I fixed it. So. Try refreshing, uh, Seth. Hello, hello. I hear you. I can no hear you. Problem. Okay. Very nice. All right, give me one second. I'm going to okay. restart the recording. Yes, yep. we're back. Ooh. I was we saying UTXO. I was telling my friend here, Blaine, that um, I was telling him about your struggles lately in the country we reside in, unfortunately. Yeah, it's rough. I and I can't really get into anything. So I know fuck. we don't I have to bring it up, but we just we're fellow Canadians and we uh, we support you. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, lots lots of love from the Canadians. You know, BTC session was real nice too. Oh yeah, he's amazing, and uh, the guy from Costa Rica who. Yep, Francis. Francis. Bookin. Yep. They had a baby recently. Like they're awesome people too. Yeah, actually, Francis did reach out um, just as soon as it happened, you know, because like he's been through it. He has the licenses and all that. So he was immediately being helpful. What can we do? How can we help? So, yeah, awesome. yeah. Good people. So UTXO, what, what's next on your uh, agenda? Like, what, what are your plans if you could speak on them? Yeah, sure. So. Um, so I already have a bunch of like websites and apps that I stacked like before Nodeless, you know, like Nodeless was one of a long line of websites I own in my portfolio. Um, so I'm probably just going to continue down the AI route. Like that was my niche starting in like 20, 2019. I kind of got into AI. Like now it's really big and the AIs are really good. But like back then there was like nothing. So it was much easier to have a monopoly in AI. Um, but I think there's still so much opportunity to make like B2B AI apps. Um, like just think of little things, like, I don't know if anyone uses like Salesforce or HubSpot, like CRM stuff at their work. Um, but there's so much opportunity to just like make like a Salesforce plugin that has AI and just like charge 40 bucks a user or whatever. Like for these companies, this is nothing for them. You know, like if your sales guy is going to bring in an extra $40,000 a month and you have to spend like $40 on an AI app, like people are going to spend that. Um, so I'm probably just going to keep looking down that route. But yeah, right now I'm just kind of in vacation mode. I have my eyes peeled. Um, here in Canada, actually, the house prices are finally starting to come down a little bit. So I'm like potentially maybe looking at opportunity there. Um, yeah, so that's basically where I'm at right now. I don't have any active projects, just the sites that I already have. I think I showed on Nostra. I own a site called Diffusion.to. It's like an uncensored, uh, stable diffusion generator. Um, so yeah, I'm probably just gonna continue down that route for now. Um, if there is an opportunity, I don't know. I'm like, I'm scared to do Bitcoin stuff now. Like if I if I do ever do something in Bitcoin, it's not going to be in my name. Like no one's going to know that I'm running it. So, yeah. Any thoughts on moving out of Canada? 
anytime soon? Um, so I've like I've tried to get into the states twice now. Like during COVID, I try to get out right away, but it's actually incredibly hard to get a visa, you know. And it's so it's it's so frustrating to watch. Like I'm not like one of these. Oh, I hate the immigrants or whatever. But like these illegal immigrants get into the U.S. so easily, and they get all this great treatment. And then I'm sitting here spending like thousands on immigration lawyers and trying to do everything by book. I still can't get in. It's like so frustrating to watch. Um, but yeah, it's like not everywhere will just like let you in. And to me, it's like the, by far, by such a huge margin, the most important things to me in my life are my friends and my family. Um, so like, I'm willing to put up with a lot to be close to my friends and family. And like that red line is like not white there, but at least like if I'm in the U S like if I'm in Nashville, that's only a two hour flight from my family. Like that is not that far you know i could very easily do nashville but if they're like oh go to like bali Taiwan, or like you know somewhere on the other side of the planet like that's a little too much for me i think so that's kind of where i'm at um i'm i'm thinking about like hopefully doing another application for a visa in the u.s um because they have this like um I'm I'm hoping that they'll include having AI businesses as one of their like hot. Oh, we really want like AI people in the in the country, so we'll make we'll make it easier if you already have an AI business. That's what I'm hoping for, but they don't actually have that yet. So, fingers crossed. There's plenty of room in Nashville for you, brother. Yeah, Bitcoin Park will welcome you with open arms. So it'd be great to have you around. Oh, uh, that was that's like like my dream, and that's why I would like pick Nashville right away like that's the immediate one that comes to mind because it's like okay well I would have a home base there already you know like I love Bitcoin Park so fucking sick there man I just oh I'm just always so fired up when I go there that's probably like I'm a little down on Bitcoin right now but if I just went to Bitcoin Park I'd probably like get fired back up I probably should just go Did you have any questions, Daniel? Not really. I mean, I'm, I, I just joined a little late because I had to go do some kids' bedtime. But I, yeah, I, I guess my main, main question was, um, how are you feeling? Like, obviously, you've been through a lot of stuff recently. I know that you posted that, that long screed about Lightning. I'm just curious to see, like, if, if you don't feel that Lightning is um, going to survive in the current iteration, what things would you want to see built out that allow us to still have a value for value based economy that we all are striving for? So, um, more what I said around lightning is for the plebs to basically have self custodial lightning. Like, I don't think that's going to work. I don't think everyday people can run lightning nodes. Um, and I think just like, I, I actually, I know this for a fact because a lot of people have reached out to me in confidence that like they've had problems with their nodes where they just, they lost coins, but they're kind of too embarrassed to publicly ask for help or like, what do I do? Um, so like, there's just, it's just way too much. Like if you expect everyday users to have to like literally set up a server, even if that server is on your phone, you know, like. It's just too, it's too janky to actually 
be reasonable for billions of people. And of course, like billions of people cannot, even if it wasn't jank, even if it was amazing, like there's not enough block. <laughs> we don't even have enough block space today because of like fucking ordinals, you know, how are you going to put 10 million lightning users having their own nodes? Right. So like, that's not really going to work. I don't think, but I do think it could work if people just use custodians, which is what I think people are doing. You know, like you can put millions of people on Albi and Wallet of Satoshi. Um, but I don't think that that is necessarily good, a good thing. Like, I think people are going to get rugged at least at least at some point, one of them is going to rug or do shotgun KYC where you can't withdraw until you give your ID or, you know, Albi had just launched this other thing where it's like, if you go over a certain limit, you have to get verified. Um, so like that's the problem and we've just we've been through this so many times and it's like another reason why i'm such an ordinal hater because it's like if you've been in bitcoin long enough it's actually fucking hard to not get scammed because there's so many things that come up that are very enticing you know like in 2017 the shit coins were ripping so fucking hard you don't understand like how many shit coins were going crazy and it was so easy to be tempted by that um and then you know same thing in in the last cycle but and then we had like yield products and nfts and there's just always these new ways for people to take your bitcoin and it always turns out to be a scam and especially if it's something that like ud is pumping and like all these fucking scammers so just to me like even if you can come up with all these arguments like oh yeah it's censoring inscriptions and all this kind i'm just like you know what just after all this experience i have in bitcoin my intuition tells me that if it's a bunch of nfts and shit coins and uds and these types of people it's probably fucking bad so just a heuristic to follow is avoid that shit and that's how i was been able to hold on to my coins without losing them so like maybe this is actually fine and this is the one that's like turns out not to be a scam like i i don't fucking know but to me i think if you if you want to like hang on to all your coins and hopefully like keep integrity in bitcoin then you know you don't want to be involved in this shit like maybe we're not going to like fork and get rid it's too late and segwit is the way it is you can put arbitrary data and that's just what bitcoin is now um that's really not what i thought it was going to be but it just is what it is um at least i could tell everybody i know at the top of my lungs like do not fucking get involved with this you will lose your bitcoin and maybe you have you don't understand how valuable your sats are but just don't don't waste them because you see some other guy like who is it the ceo of fucking bitcoin magazine going on about how he scammed people with nfts and he's like proud of it like don't involve yourself with people like this like this is fucking garbage man and yeah you're gonna lose your coins so yeah that's my rant Oh, sorry, Daniel, but <laughs> wow, these tangents, man. I'm, I'm so pissed. The fucking, I didn't even answer your question. Um, so what I do I think? Cool. For, what do I think for plebs? Well, basically, like, just like the experience that you have with cold storage, like when you broadcast the transaction, the miners are running the infrastructure for that transaction to become valid, to become confirmed. Um, so I think something along the lines of like how, how liquid works, for example, you know, it's, it works very similar to cold storage, but it's just faster and it's cheaper and you've made a trust trade-off. Don't, don't get me wrong, but you know, 11 out of 11 multi-sig of like pretty reputable people is trust minimized at least. 
Um, and, you know, like, let's not pretend that Lightning doesn't have trust trade-offs because you do have to trust your channel partner still. I mean, you have to trust in your own abilities to, like, set up watchtowers and do your channel backups and all of this kind of stuff. So I just think something where the infrastructure is taken out of the hands of the user so it's just easy and it just fucking works and it doesn't matter if you're you know, your internet went down or your phone is off, like you're just, your transactions work and you can depend on it and businesses can build businesses around it. Um, yeah, and I, I love geeking out on node stuff just because, you know, it's something that I, I got into about three years ago and uh, I just really enjoy it, but I know that it's not for everyone and it's especially for new users who just want to come uh, to a social network and monetize their content. Like I'm thinking about the wave lake crowd you know people who are they're musicians they're not coders they're not technically savvy but they do want to earn a living and they want to be treated fairly in the ways that the recording companies aren't and spotify isn't so to to allow them to earn as they're doing what they do in bitcoin you need to have something like a lightning address because you can't have you know a situation where they have to create an invoice for every time someone wants to send them 25 sats right so you know, obviously there's a way, there has to be a way to do that um, using uh, eCash, using Fediment. It's like, there, it just feels like there's just a missing link right now. And I know that there's been a lot of, you know, discussion about like, well, could Bolt 12 provide this? But no, there hasn't been enough development on that over the past couple of years. I haven't heard much. And every, every time I bring it up, people are like, oh, it's coming or, oh, it's bullshit. So, you know, I, I don't really know what to think about the future of, of, the lightning network in terms of what the next iteration of it will be but it really feels like we need something that can replace the uh the existing experience more efficiently in in a way that uh normal people can uh get involved yeah i i mean i think that's exactly right like i posted that that note and in there i talked about how like lightning is ossifying which you know, it isn't exactly ossifying. Like they are releasing new features, like taproot channels or whatever. The problem is they're not releasing the features that the users want. You know, it's like a lot of just these like engineers, and it's really cool. And they're like, oh, taproot. But like basically, there's like one thing that users have been asking for for about four fucking years now, and it's reusable invoices, so that you can actually receive a payment to your Tor node that you're running in Umbral. Like the reason why all these people can't do self custody on their umbrels is because they don't have dns for lnurl and the fact that we're relying on that is like the opposite of what we're trying to do like we have all of this tor functionality and in, in lightning but we don't have the one basic thing to just send a payment for and like that's what people want and that's like the one thing they're not doing it's like oh but we're gonna have like tarot assets to put shit coins and stable coins on lightning Woo! You know, and we can't even have a reusable invoice. So, is it in your opinion that there's just not a financial incentive for that? Because it seems like we have so much talent in the development community that could be building this, but there's something standing in the way, and I think it's money. Um, I mean, I don't know, and I don't want to like like speak too out of turn, but like I could say, for example, because this is public, like Lightning Labs is extremely well capitalized. Um, Blockstream, who runs um cln you know like they're doing pretty well um so i i mean i don't think it's i think a lot of it is consensus um so we run into this a lot with lnd and cln that they are not on the same page and their roadmaps are not aligned um and just like the way that new 
that new specs like actually get merged. And, you know, it's not even close to the same as how Noster does it. And from what I've seen, like we've been on Bolt 11 for a while. The Bolt 12 specification has been like proposed slash drafted um, for so many years. But, you know, like they just, I, I don't know. I can't, I don't really know why they're not doing it. But I don't think that it's money. I think it's just like a, it's a priority thing. You know, I actually did have a conversation with um, Alex Bosworth um, shortly after he joined LND. And I asked him about this just straight up to his face. And he said, he's like, well, basically people are using LN URL and that kind of like solves it. So why would we invest all this time? Because, uh, and to be fair to him, but with my maxi hat on, I think it's a very stupid fucking answer. He's like, well, there's so much demand for stable coins. Like people really want this. They want to trade Bitcoin in a decentralized way and not have to use Coinbase and do KYC. And like, I, I do have some love for that, you know, like to be able to, to like trade Bitcoin. There's nothing wrong with trading Bitcoin. It's not what I do, but nothing really wrong with that. Um, but I think just like, the whole point of making Bitcoin so you don't fucking need stable coins. And then now we have our brightest engineers working on implementing them. Um, and we all just saw what Tether did, you know, like Tether just like froze all sorts of money. And like, I don't, so again, like you add that and then you add inscriptions and then, you know, like CEOs of big companies and just all of this shit. It just has me sitting here thinking like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Are, but doesn't is, that make you think it is about the money, at least in terms of hiring the people that, that need to do this work? Because they're going to go where, where they're getting paid more. And if they're getting paid to do things on stable coins and getting paid to make ordinals better, like that's taking the resources away from making lightning better. And, you know, who's going to go first? Like, is it going to be strike? Like, probably not, because they're happy being a custodian and they have their own LNURL servers. But there's not like a decentralized Venmo that works when you just fire it up. You don't have to open a channel to receive a payment and have it be self-custodial. Like that doesn't exist. And maybe Bolt 12 will bring that. But like you said, it's been years. Like I've heard about this spec for four years and I haven't seen any development on this at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I don't know. And the other thing too, and this is completely valid is that like, you know, all of this is completely open source and I have not opened a PR to implement it. So, you know, everybody has to take personal responsibility and it's easy for me to say, Oh, I want bull 12. I want bull 12. And like, I could have contributed something to it and I haven't, you know, like I was building node lists or and BDC pay server and like trying to make money with a business there too, you know? So like you, you could be right. But if I think about like, how does, um lightning labs make money like right now they're doing it through the um, lightning loop and the pools um so maybe those get expanded i think ultimately their goal is to increase the activity on the lightning network because that gives them more opportunities to like sell liquidity um and you know do uh do swaps and this kind of thing so yeah, maybe you're maybe you're right, and they just they think that more activity would be would be captured by people doing all this trading because like yeah, traders are executing probably millions of transactions. You know, like that. I think we do a lot of zaps. Like, see how much people are doing these like high frequency trading and like this kind of shit, right? So, 
Yeah, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe that's just the uh, the big money maker, and that's what they're going after. And then you've got the the parallel problem which you dealt with, which is you know the government's actually taking an interest in this and trying to figure out who's running these things. And of course, because it's Bitcoin, equating it with all sorts of nefarious activity that they think is the primary use case. And so then you have Wallet of Satoshi pulling out of the U.S. You have Albi going invite only. Like there aren't a lot of custodial wallets left. I mean, you're pretty much kind of going to be hard pressed to find one now that that does everything you want it to do. And so not having that, you know, we've seen how zapping has completely flatlined on Noster, how Zapathons don't really bring people in anymore. And that's because there just aren't a lot of ways to do it. You know, CBD has a totally custodial KYC driven service. I can't even use it where I live. I can't even zap people on it because they, they gate my IP address. Yikes. So, you know, there's just not, there's no universal spec for any of this. And, you know, I, I joined Noster one year ago today. And one of the first things I posted was why aren't there more uh, standards around lightning wallets? Because they all did the same thing differently or they all did different things. And there were only a few that worked with zaps. And it took me a little while to, to learn that because I was still having been involved in lightning for a few years, still was kind of new to the LNURL spec and, and lightning addresses because I hadn't used them much before. So it took me a little while to kind of come up to speed. And then I, I put together a note about all the different types of Bitcoin addresses and all the different types of wallets. And I tested every single wallet to see what they could do. And they're just, they're, it was all over the place. Um, there just was so many different ways that Lightning could be interfaced with, and they didn't all work with Nostr. And so, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot of development in that area even since, you know, a year ago. So I'm just curious to, to see, like, what is the next year going to bring? Are we going to get to a point where there's more of a universal standard, or is it still going to be completely scattered all over the place a year from now? Yeah, you're right, man. And honestly, like I, I contributed to that problem that you just described too. Like Nodeless offered people lightning addresses, but they didn't support zaps. Um, and like I could have implemented zaps, but I guess we can, you know, pivot this into like an incentive thing is zaps are actually very computationally like expensive. Um, you know, the notes contain a lot of data. Um, and a lot of times, like if you're running like a database, a lot of people are running like serverless databases where you're paying like per IO that you use. And if people are just like sending one set and they're doing a Zapathon and it's like basically just people trading, you know, <laughs> 0.001 worth pennies worth of value back and forth over and over again. Like, why would I pay for this bandwidth? And to store all of these notes when I'm like getting extremely little, well, basically I'm getting negative return, right? Because I'm not earning anything. You can't actually like take a cut of a, like a 21 sat zap. Like, okay, yeah, I could take like two sats or some shit. But when it, when you actually have to pay your AWS bill, it doesn't actually make sense. Um, so as much as I like love Noster and I like want to do all those things, like I'm also a businessman and I'm not going to like, just lose money for fun um so i mean that might be another thing like you see we're we're like literally going out of our way to try to like crash wallet of satoshi like what if they just turn off zaps like you know what guys this is too expensive i'm just gonna turn it off and and then now what you know so 
I think that's also something that um, that we gotta we gotta think about, um, and I don't have any idea what the answer is to that. I mean, some some of it could come from integration of wallets into clients. Like we're seeing, Primal now has a, a custodial wallet that they run, and somehow they're <laughs> get into the App Store, I guess, because they have a deal with Apple on on buying Sats directly with Apple Pay. But I think you know having these sort of limited uh, types of LNURL wallets that are embedded in the clients could be a good thing, as long as it's pushing people towards the idea of self custody, and they have to understand that there are other ways to hold Sats that aren't uh, custodial, and being able to transition once you have enough to a self custodial wallet is really important. Uh, for people who are learn learning how to earn. And so there's just a lot of education missing because people come from the fiat world and they're used to just getting Venmo payments and that's what their experience is. And so, you know, we can't replicate that completely, but we have to find a way to make the, the whole onboarding and learning process easier. Uh, and that's, that's what I'm trying to contribute to with my lack of you know, real technical skills, but, um, you know, I have people skills, so I, I'm trying to do it in, in the way that I know how. Right. Yeah. Well, and the, the other thing too, is just like, you know, Noster is basically like firmly adopted LN URL and that's like, like a core part of this, but, you know, I think that it's eventually just going to cause problems. Like I love the primal guys. I use primal all the time. Like, I am not in any way shitting on Primal, but there could come a day where you might have to do KYC to use their custodial wallet or, you know, they shut down or their node gets hacked or anything. Um, so I think if we're, if we're going to build this whole protocol around like using custodians, like that's the part that I think is like not going to make it long term. I know that we don't have an alternative solution right now, really. Um, and like maybe Fediments can do it because like it's still lightning, but it's much more trust minimized than just like straight up using Wallet of Satoshi. Um, like maybe that'll do it. Uh, yeah, I just don't know. But I, again, just all my intuition tells me like just not your keys, not your coins. And if we just, if this is all a custodian thing, like it might actually like hurt Noster if one of these big wallets. Like if Wallace Satoshi turned around and rugged, like that would be so damaging to Noster, you know, like right before we're just trying to get started. And then like, I don't know what it was, like 70% of people were using Wallet of Satoshi and they all just like lost their money. Like that would be terrible, man. And we're just opening ourselves up for that to happen. And I don't know that that's a long-term solution or like, but we don't have an alternative. So what the fuck do you do? I mean, right. I don't and know. yeah, one of my concerns was like, you know, what happens to all the people who had been orange pilled onto Wallet of Satoshi at restaurants who aren't on Noster and aren't on social media and you don't know how to reach them. And now they're sitting on like 50 bucks in a Wallet of Satoshi that they don't even know is not available in the US anymore. And they're like, they come to it one day and it, it tells them that they can't withdraw. Like, that's a problem. Um, and there's no way to communicate that to them. At least if it's a client-based wallet, there's more of a chance that they'll be online and can, can see the message. But I don't think Wallet of Satoshi did a very good job in communicating this to people. And so, you know, what happens to that musician in Nashville that got a hundred bucks on Wallet of Satoshi a month ago? Like, we don't have a way to reach them. So- I think the only way to reach it was through like in-app notifications, which wasn't done. 
it, it wasn't done. You're right. And they did it on social media. They didn't do it through their app. And so if you go, let's say you deleted your wallet and you try to download it again and you can't, and then you don't even know who to talk to because now you can't download it. There's no way to reach out to the customer service. Like you're going to lose the money and people are just going to give up. Yeah. I just wanted to jump into, um, I know Vic had his hand up way earlier. Uh, the B2 had his hand up second and then Rev Hoddle was third just to get some questions in before the next hour jumps in. All right, yeah. Let's do it. All right. So I want to, I want to quickly jump back to what was mentioned earlier about, you know, the static addresses and things like uh, Tor users with, with Umbral. Um, there's two approaches or two avenues I think that might, might potentially be feasible. One is that, um, you know, people can make, uh, they can use key send payments direct to a node, but that, you know, and a lot of them publish their information up on AMBOs for association. So that's, that's one way people could just directly pay somebody and, and include a comment. That's kind of how the satagrams and, and that advertising kicked off initially. But right now there's only about 5,000 or so nodes that, that are actually, uh, accepting key send. So it's, it's something that has to be toggled on. Um, just curious on your thoughts on that, as well as like whether whether you think it's worth, you know, should we really be pushing for more people to like spin up Ellen Bits for their own, you know, their own friends and family, or even perhaps, you know, different meetup clubs and such? Um, yeah, key send, could that work? I mean, I guess the node can still listen for a key send um, and then issue... I guess the key send would have to contain the end pub of who you're trying to zap instead. Of, I don't know. I'd have to like think about. It. I like just intuitively, my like gut reaction says like, yeah, that that could potentially work. Um, but of course, the vast majority of Noster users will not have Umbral nodes, right? Um, so it, it would just be an avenue to to go down. But I just like wonder more broadly. You know, ultimately, yeah. as it stands right now, people would have to use the custodians, right? Like all the news. Yeah, it's a, it's a trade-off between sovereignty for those that are going to do, you know, run their own nodes. But I, I do think the majority will be custodial. And I want to spread out. I want to diversify the custodialness. The same thing that Luke has with Ocean, with the miners, we need to do this with LNURL to get away from the 70% wallet of Satoshi. We need to basically knock those down. Sure, those accounts are going to exist, but I want people to have multiple wallets and and more people hosting on a, on a much smaller diversified, diversified scale. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's certainly a lot better than how we have it right now, where you basically have two choices, right? It's Albi or Waz, and now you actually don't have those choices anymore. So actually, I don't know what people are doing now. Um, they, have, they have Strike and um, uh, Stacker News and Ellen tips and a few others, but, but yeah, those are the two majors. What about, um, Fiat Joff's implementation of Ellen URL over Nostr using NPubs? Actually, I haven't looked into that yet. I saw that he posted it. Um, yeah, yeah I'm not a, actually sure. Yeah, it was a while back, but it's, yeah, it, it, like I, it's been a while since I read it, but, and it's also a little, a little complicated, but I, I think it's an interesting take. Well, and the other thing too is like basically around the the second part of your question, Vic, is like around the Uncle Jim model, right? Where you're you're the custodian for your friends and family, you know? Like, well, we just saw that guy get wrecked for four Bitcoin because he had a plugin that 
<laughs> that got wrecked and i don't mean to laugh because that fucking sucks balls like this is the last guy that you want to get rugged you know like this guy is actually doing so much for bitcoin and then he gets rugged um you know i or i shouldn't say rugged you know he got robbed right like someone stole they exploited him they stole his money he didn't get rugged it's a little different um you know like nodeless when i first launched it it somebody stole like 30 million sats from nodeless um i know fiat jeff's um application that he ran his telegram bot got stolen money from him uh the um, what's his name kali he got money stolen from him so like running these things actually like it's like all risk no reward it's like just all passion i want adoption i want this even though i am a maxi and i know you should hold your own keys but i know my friends are not going to do it so yeah i like i think maybe fediment is basically going to do this in just a much more stable way than using like a random plugin um on your allen bits like maybe allen bits is secure enough to do it already without the risk of getting robbed i'm not really sure but i'm already at a point where like i'm not comfortable keeping a lot of money on my lightning nodes anymore like i used to have big nodes with multiple whole coins on them like i do not do that anymore no fucking way um so yeah i just i just don't know and i i guess it's just still like my overall downness is of just the overall jankiness of lightning in general like even if you're like river or something and you have an amazing server like servers still go down and then payments fail um Whereas if you look at something like mining, like, you know, half the network can go down and you're pro and nothing gets interrupted. But now it's just like if your phone is off, suddenly your payments don't work. And, you know, I, I just to me, it's not good. It's not good. So, yeah, that's my answer. All right, B, you can jump in. We have a question. Yeah. Um, so just about the part where, you know, UTXO, you're saying zaps are computationally expensive right so isn't kind of the expense of you doing you know essentially eventually on-chain transactions with lightning right um isn't that just going to push all that stuff to the side like it's just not gonna matter eventually because it, they'll get priced out uh, i'm not sure i fully follow your question like zaps like how are the zaps and on-chain connected well just with um with it you know fading away and not being relevant anymore is it just you know because it's just a thing that was kind of there and now it's trailing off because it's expensive to do these keep track of these trans these little transactions and like nobody's gonna be incentivized to keep track of it or do it in the future right? uh, i see yeah, sorry, I see your question now. Um, well, a couple of things, the, and probably the very first thing is that zaps are incredibly easy to spoof. Um, so they actually have very little meaning. Um, so, and it is like, a lot of it is the, the relay that is where it's expensive. Cause you're like, you're storing, um, you're storing the zap as a note um the node itself like you can eventually purge like you only need like your recent states you don't necessarily need every single transaction on your lightning node um, but the relays certainly need it 
And we're still operating in a space now in Noster where it's all funded basically by developer enthusiasm, right? Like a lot of the relays are doing this for free. I run a big public relay. Um, Damas is a, like, nobody is paying for these relays. Um, so you can just imagine an, a spot where it becomes untenable, but like Noster is so incredibly small right now that people are willing to do it. And if you already have a big relay, it's not really like adding much to support the zaps, but like at, at some point it, probably like if if Noster actually gets big um then it will become much more of a problem but right now it's like that extra expense that you have to like run zaps and we're like we're talking pennies so i'm sure the developers who are running the relays and the nodes are like happy to pay it yeah and that'll continue you know as long as people you know see it as beneficial right like <clears throat> And I think it's I think it's like a more focused space though, right? Too Noster in general, um, as you know, as far as like a public space kind of goes, right? Like it is a bit of a filter to get in, get in, get heard here, and be part of it, right? Yeah, yeah. For now, while we're small, um, but who knows? Like if we just suddenly like truly explode um i don't know i don't know what's going to happen or or how the relays will work yeah good point um rev hoddle did you want to jump in we're getting close to the time so just trying to move along for questions no man yeah i just wanted to say thanks utxo uh i i love seeing your stuff on noster and um pretty much everything that i had was covered i just will reiterate that yeah it sounds like there's this balance between, you know, this issue of being a custodian and the legal ramifications and then uh, the need for just many, many more custodians. So the whack-a-mole is like a lot harder. Yeah, I mean, that that ultimately just might be the the route we go down. You know, I, I talked about this on Guy Swan's show where it's just like, there's the world I would love to see. And then there's the world that I, as an observer, am seeing um and people they just you know they want to use custodians like that's actually what they want or they just want like a very simple ux and as it stands right now like the only way to do it is with a custodian and like you know i ran a service that was like quasi custodial you know like even though i had to abruptly shut down nodeless because of the way it worked nobody actually got rugged um but even still like all of this like i i'm all about that non-custodial life but even i had to like put an element of custody to build a product that i thought worked so yeah I, maybe that is the answer that we just have to accept that there's custodians and the best thing we can do is make it as easy as possible for people to spin up custodial services um, to decentralize it and increase competition and maybe that's the best we get Yeah, by the way, uh, whoever on o Ocean Slim, yeah, I think you had the last question. Shit, can you guys hear me? Yep. yep. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, so I know the whole discussion's been about lightning, and I know uh, Liquid's kind of a meme, but <laughs> uh, perhaps, you know, we're talking about custodians. Liquid's fucking super easy to self-custody. And you don't have to rely on setting up your own node and all this other bullshit. 
perhaps it's time for a nip to in, implement some sort of uh, liquid tipping. I mean, if you're going to receive a dollar, you, you paid 255 sats for a fee. I mean, you know, if we're worried about self-custody, and I am, uh, liquid's easy, and why not give people the option for both? You know, it's just a thought. And uh, excuse my brevity, I've been drinking a little bit. <laughs> I'm just enjoying this on a whim. No, I, I would strongly support that. I'm one of the the few that kind of likes liquid. You know, I've been on record on that. I have code written for Nodeless to accept liquid payments. I think it's a great privacy tool. Um, the only thing is still the block times are like not quite fast enough. Like Lightning having those instant payments is just so sweet. Um, those, those instant payments come at a, at a cost, as you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the thing. That's the that's the point. You know, I was thinking about uh, like the like with PubKey and how they accept payments. You know, how they can't really do on chain. You know, but you could do liquid <laughs> with with PubKey. I mean, shit. Nobody's gonna get a beer and not be gone from the bar like within a couple of minutes. Like they could use liquid, and it would cost them nothing, and they could self custody, and they wouldn't have to deal with their own node and all that stuff. But that's a different subject. I'm sorry for. <laughs> no, no, it's a great point. And I'm with you, man. Like I, I like liquid. I am not a liquid hater by any means. You know, I use it. I have it. And now that I can't fucking coin join on chain, uh, I use liquid when I need to coin join. So, yeah. All right. I think we have time for one more question. Maya. Hi, long time. No talk. Unmute, yellow. Maya, Maya, you there? Whoops. All right, maybe later. Um, all right, Sleepy, Tanel, you guys want to take it on? Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, UTXO, for, for coming on. Um, it was a really good combo. I really, really appreciate your time, man. Um, man, thank you so much for, for everything. And I feel for you, brother. Uh, things will get better as you know, keep pushing forward and thank you, brother. Thank you for everything. Appreciate you. And Thanks, next time. cheers. Cheers. Fucking legend. All right. Let me end the recording.